Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Strong Woman's Network podcast. This is Carla Michelle, and I'm your host today. And I would love for you to subscribe, hit that subscribe and give us five stars. And we would love to have you follow us and you get all the alerts of the new episodes that are dropping. You can also follow me on Instagram at MS Miss Carla Michelle, and I will look for you there. Today we have a special guest. Yes, yes, yes. She's a business owner, a beauty and lifestyle influencer, a mom, a wife, just a total badass and you know what her name is her name is Nazanin Kavari Naz how are you hi I'm good how are you I'm good I'm good welcome 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 and for those of us who are listening that do not know you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do so I I feel like I'm presenting to the (laughs) class on the first day of school (laughs) you are girl Yeah, so I'm a beauty and lifestyle influencer. Um, I share all of my beauty and fashion lifestyle tips and tricks and, you know, a lot of um, vlogs showing my daily life with my husband and my baby. Um, I also love to cook. I love to read. I love Grey's Anatomy. Uh, What are some other things about me? I love to eat. Um, I like long walks on the beach. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. You just came out and I'm open if you hear me crinkling around. You have a new uh, brush line. Tell me, tell us about that. So I collabed with BH Cosmetics on a brush set. So this was very special to me because this was the first time I collabed with a beauty brand. Um, You know, that's definitely a big goal for a lot of beauty influencers and For me, I felt for a long time, I just felt like it was never going to happen because I've been doing this for so long and I've seen so many of my peers, you know, collab with brands and I'm like, when is it going to be my turn? When is it going to be my time to shine? Mm. And finally, um, you know what they say, like good things come to those who wait. And I feel like this launch was just so successful. All my followers loved it. They loved the product. They loved the pictures. They loved the brand. Just it was everything I could ever wanted. Oh, you rocked it too. And you know what? I like the touch of the green. Is that the like a green eyeshadow line? Am I am I misrepresenting what you the, the beauty the that you did? Yes. The I yeah, yeah, that. the eyeliner. I loved it. And you guys, if you, you. you have to go see her. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And so that much. just it's just perfect. And you should I'm gosh, I mean, I just got the opportunity to meet you recently. And what a story you have, because you started at 14. Yeah. <laughs> 14 people. Tell us about how at 14, you decided to do this. So when I started, YouTube is definitely not what it is today. Now it's like, you know, pretty much everybody has a YouTube channel. But back mm-hmm. when I started, it definitely was not a popular thing. Um, when I started, it was like the Michelle Fawn Juicy Star 07 era. I'm not sure if you know of them. It's okay. But they Keep were going. like, yeah, but they were like the pioneers of okay. being a, like, they walked so we can run. Like, they basically created this whole industry of becoming an influencer. And it's so amazing because it makes it so um, achievable for the everyday person to have a platform, have a following. Like, before YouTube, in my opinion, it's like you had to be a celebrity to get your voice to be heard. And now, with YouTube and Instagram and social media, it's like everybody has that chance now to 
have a following and have a community and it's so amazing. But when I first started, so again, I would just come home from school and I would just watch these girls and definitely the beauty standards back then are nothing as what they are today. Like you could get like a cheap little wet and wild eyeshadow palette and do a like tutorial using one of the colors and you would get like a million views. It was so much different than what it is today. Um, so I'd watch all these girls and I love their videos so much. Like literally I'd come home from school from like 3 p.m. until 9 p.m. I'd just watch these videos. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a very confident person. <laughs> I swear I had the confidence of the world when I was younger. And I was like, you know what? What makes me different than these girls? I can do this too. <laughs> Amen. And <laughs> so I started just filming. Back then you didn't have to have the best equipment. I had like the iPhone 4 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just started filming and slowly, slowly it, it just created a community and a fan base. And it definitely was slow for me. It definitely wasn't – I wasn't one of those people that gained a million followers like overnight. It was slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. But – um. It was really amazing. I mean, I got into makeup because I had really bad acne growing up. I had very severe acne. And that is what got me into makeup. Like the number one thing I wanted was like, how can I cover this up? Mm -hmm. And I started out with like foundation and powder and concealer and that stuff. So in a way, I'm thankful for the fact that I have acne because it opened this door for me. Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have gone into makeup if yeah. it wasn't for that. Isn't that something that's so cool that you would even tap that into being grateful for acne? But, <laughs> yeah. but hey, that's what helped you, you know, find us answer to a, a problem. Yeah. And to help others with the same thing. Because at 14, I know I had I had those little small bumps everywhere. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and some people just have severe acne. And just to know that you were offering an answer. And I think that's a lot of people miss that they may have an answer for just one person out there and so you shouldn't hold back your gift or talent or your curiosity because you exactly. did exactly I could have been like oh like I have too much acne to put myself on camera like mm. I'm too ugly for this like you know I could have easily had a million excuses in the book but if I would have just done that I would not be where I am today did you ever have did you ever doubt yourself you know at the beginning and if so how'd you overcome it well, it's just when I started, it was just so different. I wasn't thinking about money and um, followers that heavily because, again, it just wasn't that popular of a thing. I think if maybe if I started now, I would have doubted myself a lot more just because so many people – like it's such a saturated industry now. But I think just back in the day, I really just did it out of fun. Like it was something I really enjoyed. Mm. I've always been passionate about beauty and you know sharing my tips and tricks and – I've always been into like technology and cameras and computers and, you know, things like that. So I love it. Yeah. So I think because I just did it just as a hobby, there wasn't a lot of pressure. It wasn't until I think I hit about like 11th grade. Mm -hmm. That's when YouTube really started to take off. And that's when I, I was able to make it a career. At, at the 11th grade. Yeah. So that means you're like, how old? 17? Or... Yeah, I was, like, I was 16 going on 17. And then grade. all of a sudden, you it's a career. It oh is. my God, that's great. So tell me how you transition. I mean, how did it become a career? I know maybe some people don't know what you mean by that. So could you explain that? Do you mind? So around that time, that's when a lot of brands tradition uh, shifted from doing traditional media, like, you know, advertisements and magazines and commercials. That's when they kind of shifted onto digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when brands started heavily reaching out for sponsorships and you know we want to pay you to show our products in the video we want to pay you to show our products on instagram before that 
um, I really was only getting paid on Google AdSense and it wasn't until I started hitting like a decent amount of views. That's when I actually started getting paid from YouTube. Like for my first three years on YouTube, I did not make a cent. Like it wasn't until a good amount of time went by. And I think I made $50 for my first sponsorship ever. And I was like, I'm rich. Like, sorry, mom and dad. Like, I don't need you anymore. Y'all can't tell me nothing. Um, I love it. But yeah, I think that's when it like first started. And then $50 started becoming $200 for a video. Then $200 mm. became $1,000 for a video. Like that's how mm. it started just elevating as my followers went up and as um, my content, my, uh, what's the word? The quality started going up and that's when brands started reaching out. I got a manager at that time. Um, Beautycon became a thing that year, mm, I think. Yeah. Beautycon started out. And the story behind Beautycon is really funny. So um, I literally told my parents, I was like 16 years old and I told my parents I was going to Beautycon. Mind you, I'm from Ohio. So oh. I was like, I didn't ask for permission. I was like, hey guys, I'm flying to LA next week to go to Beautycon. They're like, wait, what? what? I literally oh, took no. my debit card. I booked a ticket and I literally flew to LA by myself. And I went to BeautyCon. Wow. Because you had Which, a career. So. I, I did. But the <laughs> thing is, I think a lot of people find that crazy. But I grew up a lot different because my parents are immigrants. And I feel like this mm. is a theme with, like, children who are immigrants. I feel like we grow up a lot faster. So just from a young age, I just yeah. feel like I was super independent. You know, like, I was, like, making my own doctor's appointments by the time I was, like, 10, you know? So oh. it wasn't, like, my parents did raise me to be very yeah. independent. So Wow, that's so so, wow, that's great. So at 10, if you're making your own appointments, so making your own flight was nothing, basically. Right. right? And so yeah. you traveled by yourself? or and I your did. Par- and your parents like, okay, so I had a be friend. safe. Okay. okay. So I had a friend who was also going to BeautyCon whose mom, she was 16 too, and her mom was coming with her. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But my mom, like, my parents didn't know her mom or anything. I was like, hey, I'm staying with my friend and her mom in this hotel in Hollywood. So <laughs> just running by. <laughs> Literally. My parents, off. they're trying to talk me out of it. But the thing is, it's like, mm. I love my parents so much because they really did support me. My mom, not as much as first at first because she's very conservative, but they really did open up to and they really support what I do now. So you're basically living what have we have learned as the American dream yes. of coming here with parents who are immigrants and then you giving the, having the opportunity to branch out in something that maybe you couldn't do back home the same 100%. way. Yeah. Wow. So now how do your parents view you? My parents are, are so proud of me. And it's the I most know. amazing feeling to make your parents feel so proud. Mm. Um, especially, I mean, all the money and followers aside, they're just so happy to have a grandson now. <gasps> Who is yeah. adorable. Yeah, so that's their first grandson and their oh. first grandkid. So, I mean, they just love him so much. And... Get all that influence stuff. <laughs> right. Mom, baby. I love it. Right. They're just so happy to have their grandson. I mean, it just sucks because, again, they still live in Ohio, but they oh, do okay. try their best to come out and visit. Oh, wow. Look at that. And so then what made you branch out as a business owner? Because influencer and then career is like you're doing the videos and you're upgrading the content and your, yeah. you know, and your technology. But when did you feel like I'm a business owner? So... I honestly, I'm never satisfied, which I feel like is a good thing and a bad thing. Okay. Because I feel like I can be such a perfectionist and be so hard on myself. But at the same time, I achieve something. I'm like, okay, what's next? Like I'm always setting goals for myself. I never like to feel comfortable. I always want to challenge myself. Um, So for me, I'm like, I think what really opened my eyes was doing my brand sponsorships 
and I see how much money I make for these brands and I'm like, I can be making this money for my own brand. Like I can go. be making, I can be making all these sales for my own brand. Like there why wouldn't go. I do that? <laughs> you know? And I think that was a thing that kind of opened my eyes, but all money aside, it's just, I come from a family that's all about business. Like my parents own a restaurant. Um, my dad also, we own a few properties in Columbus. Like that's always, my dad always installed in me as a really young child, like entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, ownership, you know, he always like instilled that in me. My dad never wanted to work for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he just instilled that in all my siblings and I really young. And I've just always had a business mentality. Wow. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, I have, you know, a large age group that listens to this podcast, but if, if someone that's 14 listens to this, what would you tell them? I would tell them to, I know it sounds cheesy, but just literally never give up. Okay. And don't ever say that you shouldn't do something because other people are doing it. Because I always say like, if Rihanna didn't start a makeup line because everybody has a makeup line or so many makeup line exists already, she wouldn't, she completely shifted the industry. You know, like now brands know like, a bare minimum is to have this big of a shade range. Like I feel like before Fenty Beauty, we had such a limited selection of like darker skin mm -hmm. shades in store. She literally like shifted the whole standard. And it's not just her, like if Kim decided that Spanx already existed and she didn't create Skims, like Skims is like a multi-million dollar empire, you know? Just and like even that. them aside, you know, it's just, there's always room for you and whatever you're passionate about. I feel like if you just continue doing it, um, and just never giving up, like you will succeed. Mm. I'm a big believer in manifestation. Yes. So did you, you, well, I mean, obviously we're seeing the results and maybe obvious, I shouldn't say obviously because there's some listeners who, who, you know, don't know about how great YouTubing is and being an yeah. influencer. So can we, you started with, let me just bring it home. You started with how many followers say at zero? Zero. <laughs> okay. You went from zero. zero to where are you now? So I have over a million on YouTube and then Instagram I'm about at like 860K. So close. Somewhere on the line. Yeah. On TikTok, like a good 250. And it's just crazy because you can look at these numbers and be like, well, you're not at like celebrity level. It's not going to have millions and millions of followers, but even just having you can make such a big impact. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even, it doesn't even matter like how many followers you have. I feel like nowadays everybody, that's the beauty of social media. It's like everybody has the opportunity to make it. Make, to make their impact the way they want yeah. to make. And that's all you did. You didn't, you like you said, you were, it wasn't about followers. It, was it just, wasn't. It and was I your, think that's why ahead. it's successful. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but no, I feel no, like you're that's good. why, thank you. I feel like that's why I, my career is successful where it is because I wasn't worried about, you know, getting a million views per video and yeah. being not like not genuine to myself. And I feel like a lot of people who started when they were 14, a lot of times their like brand and their channel kind of fizzles out. But I feel like because again, I just stayed very true to myself and I didn't care for to be clickbaiting and things like that. I really feel like that's why I've seen success in the long term. That's good. So how do you deal with, what, what advice would you give someone who is doing the comparison thing? Like they, they see a, they see a Nas, you know, yes. and they're like, oh gosh, but she's doing this and she has the cutest baby on earth and her husband is so nice. And you know, why should I even try? I mean, what would you tell someone like that? See, like they could be viewing me that way, but I could be viewing other people that way. I could mm. be like, well, 
I can look at like Kylie Jenner and be like, well, I'm not jet setting and going to a different country every day and having millions of dollars under my belt. Not yet. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I could easily be thinking like that over yeah. a ton of other people on the internet. And also I always say like comparison is the thief of joy. Ooh, there, yeah. there will say always be One someone. Right. Say that again. Comparison is girl. the thief of joy. There there's go. always, I always say there's always going to be someone prettier than you. There's always going to be someone smarter than you. There's always going to be someone who has more money than you, but they will never be you. So you should just focus mm-hmm. on yourself because if you don't focus on yourself, trust me, you'll be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of times. And I feel like that debate comes with social media, like social media can be so toxic, but I'm like, why view it that way? I view social media in such a positive light because you can really curate your timeline specifically for you. Stop following the girls that make you feel miserable. Whoa. Stop following the girls that make you feel that your body isn't good enough or you can easily unfollow them, block them and follow the people that inspire you. And I think that's the beauty of social media. I see so many successful women across the board of so many different skin tones, so many different body shapes, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like really just curate your pages for you. That's the most amazing thing. That's some good advice. You should be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do. I love, I love giving advice. I really do. So we got a YouTube channel where Nas is advice. We got to call, you know, uh, uh, what can we do? Uh, we'll have to think of a tag because you've given great advice. And I'm sure there's people of um, all age ranges, all nationalities that would learn from your wisdom because, you know, starting at 14 and, you know, seven years later, you're still going and you didn't stop. You didn't give up. You learned a lot. I'm sure you've, you, you know, you've been hurt by social media and, you know, you got to keep going. So being hurt and still going are you able to understand um, what other people go through with being hurt easier because of that, you know, when they're doing the social media thing? I definitely think so. I mean, I was on social media at, again, 14. And think about any teenage girl at that age, 14, 15, 16, 17. Like, we're already insecure as it is in our own body. And imagine I'm on display for thousands of people to nitpick me apart. And that's the thing. It's like, I've. I remember coming home from school one day. I was really like 16 years old. And there was one of my first one of my first interviews ever. I was on beauty. It was on the red carpet at BeautyCon. And this was before I got my breast lift surgery. And the comment section was all like, her boobs are so saggy. Her boobs are so <gasps> saggy. Imagine being like 16, 17 years old and seeing that. Like you would cry if a boy at school said that to you, let alone thousands of people on the internet. And, you know, I remember just crying and crying. And I remember that day, I was like, I'm never going to let people make me feel that way again. Like, who are these people? My sister would always tell me a lion doesn't, uh, what is it? A lion doesn't sleep over the pains of a sheep. I can't think of it exactly. That sounds good, though. (laughs) But, you know, I'm like, are you doing an interview on a red carpet? No. You're sitting in your bedroom like not you probably have to drive to mcdonald's for free wi-fi like to sit here and leave a hate comment like girl bye like i don't even care anymore that's what i view myself i'm like if you are doing better than me you would not have the time to sit here and write your two cents over you know like why are you worried about my boobs (laughs) why yeah yeah stop rewinding the tape and watching them over and over again exactly (laughs) you're the one with the problem but i love that i love that you rewrote that 
that you rewrote the narrative is something that we say in therapy is like you had something come at you, but you turned it around to where it's like, wait, it's not my problem. It's their problem. They have an issue. I've really learned over the years is you will never please anyone. Like there will be, you could be the juiciest peach, but there will be someone who doesn't like peaches. And I think that's like the most Mm. important thing to realize. Like you can't, please everybody no matter how hard you try and i'm a naturally i'm a people pleaser like i want people it's human instinct to want people to like you that's why i hate when people try to make you feel bad when you want people to like you like it's human nature but there will be someone like no matter what you say they're just going to demonize you and they're going to view you in a negative way and that's that you just got to accept it and that and that is like you said you were given a world of confidence as a young as a young girl at 14 doing mm-hmm. that and it sounds like it's still running with you now just to, to be confident and you have to keep going so let's talk about your launch with your brushes how nervous were you oh my gosh so nervous cuz you could be working so hard on something and then you release it in a matter of seconds people will rip it apart and make you feel so terrible. But I was just very happy with the response. I mean, I I also partnered with a really credible brand. This was a brand I was using for years. Mm -hmm. And I love BH because they're an affordable brand. Like my brush set is only $27 for nine brushes. And I feel like especially, yeah, especially during like this time, it was something very achievable for a lot of people to purchase, which made me really happy. Um, And also, like, BH just holds a really special place in my heart because when I, I started doing makeup um, in high school, I would do – I was, like, a makeup artist. I would do makeup for girls for, like, prom and school dances, and I'd charge, like, $20 or something like that. But, you know, like, as a makeup artist, you need, like, a bunch of shades. You need a bunch of foundation colors, concealers. And the thing about BH is I could buy, like, 12 foundations for a really good price. So that's why I love BH. Like, they've always just, like, been there for me from the beginning. Mm. Um but yeah, like everybody loved it and it just makes me so happy. Like we sold out on the first day Yay. and then and then for my relaunch, it's going to be out next week, but we already have like 2,000 people signed up for the relaunch mm. and we only have 1,500 units coming out. Like I'm oh, like, this is crazy. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, that is awesome. That's a great problem. I mean, it's a problem <laughs> and it is, you know, nerve wracking, I'm sure, but in a good way because it's well received and the price point is perfect. Like you said, for nine brushes, sometimes mm-hmm. you're getting one brush and probably yeah. a little one, uh, a little like eyeliner type thing going. But um, I think that's so good. So tell me this, you are a mom. Yes. We got to <laughs> talk about this. Now, how old is the baby? He's five and a half months. Yeah, five and a half. And I'm going to pause you there. So you are spearheading a brush launch, pregnant. <laughs> okay, I just want to put that out there for the listeners. Okay, now go. You're a mom. <laughs> so. Okay. It's crazy because I feel like I was more productive pregnant than I am now. Like me second trimester Nas was like superwoman. Ooh. I was I was working sunrise to sunset like – I think I was also nesting too. Like I was cleaning everything. We moved into our house too when I was seven months pregnant, our new house. I don't know where I got this energy from. Where like I don't know you? where that energy went. I love it. You know, it's gone now. I, I've been, I've been getting back into the swing of things now, but I definitely went through a lazy phase. Like all I don't want to do. I mean, my son is so cute. All I want to do is just like cuddle him all day. Like I don't want to do anything but cuddle. I 
he is cute. He's adorable and he's sweet and he's so peaceful and he's just he happy. Is. He's he just is great. So did you have a easy pregnancy? You're gonna do it again, kind of pregnancy. Yeah, How knock on wood, knock on wood. I had such a smooth pregnancy. Good. I, I'm just so lucky. I mean, I was really active during my pregnancy. I pushed him on 30 minutes, and he was a big baby. He was almost nine pounds. And you pushed only for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. It was my first two. I don't know, like, and he was born at such an amazing time, 5:55 a.m. It's like angel numbers. Yes, and he's, he's such so a sweet, sweet baby. He is. I mean, I'm so co-signing on that. I you know, having the opportunity to be around him and he just let me hold him and just, yeah. oh my God, he's a sweetie. He's so sweet. he's so, a, it's that Pisces energy, like justice. <laughs> justice uh, my own was, little Pisces. Justice was sweet. He was a demanding little baby, but he was sweet. He was and he's still, <laughs> he's still sweet. He's still, yeah. I mean, so that he's really a sweet boy. So tell me about what has changed you since you're a mom. I think I stopped letting the little things get to me as much. Like mm-hmm. I could be having a bad day and then I just look at my son and instantly I'm just like, that really does not matter. Like my son is healthy. My son is happy. And that's really corny. But like when no. parents, before you become a parent, you hear people say that like my son is my world. It's like, okay, whatever. But no, <laughs> when you actually like have your own child, you really realize like, wow, I created this human being. Like even if I don't achieve anything else today, just the fact that he's fed, he's happy is all that matters. Yeah. It gives you a perspective of, of what really is important. Um, cause there's I, I so, definitely needed that. you needed that. I did. I really feel like, cause we weren't planning on having a baby. Like, I mean, I don't want to say he was an accident, but he was an accident. <laughs> and I really feel like he was my biggest blessing. Like I needed him mm-hmm. because especially with this industry, it's so easy to just get swept away with the money and the fame and drama and this and the numbers like did I get enough likes did I get enough views but like he really just put life into perspective for me like nothing else matters but this little boy to me that's great that's and he's so sweet so you did well so if you have another one for sure yeah that's gonna be great so I what you mentioned I was you said the stuff and going places I'm, I'm paraphrasing what you said how is it when you go out and are you able to relax and just enjoy your time or because of where you're I don't know where I know where you live but the (laughs) area where you live are you bothered not bothered that's not a good word are uh followers around how about that are followers definitely uh, do I definitely do meet a lot of subscribers when I'm out and about mm -hmm. um in a way it does make me feel I mean I'm definitely not like rihanna level or anything but in a way i feel like i can't just leave the house looking like a bum because i have a few times (laughs) and then someone comes up to me and asks for a picture and i don't want to be rude and be like no like i don't look cute (laughs) so i feel like i always have to be like a certain amount of ready i've always said no to a picture once in my life and that was because i was nine months pregnant at this ice cream shop by my house down the street and i just wanted to get my ice cream leave but i was like i'm so sorry like i really just i can't like i was like so fed up with being pregnant like Nine um, months, yeah, and a yeah. big baby. That's why and you a lot just... of times, that's why a lot of times I'm like, let's take a selfie and use a filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's great though. But see, so you do have to kind of, what is your self-care routine? Like, how do you take a break Um, for you? I think for me, I mean, I love just like watching Grey's Anatomy lately. That's oh, been that's my my relaxation. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I can't wait to just be done with like work babies down. And I just like shower, 
and just watch Grey's Anatomy. That's definitely very relaxing for me. And cleaning is also very relaxing to me too. Like that's like my nightly routine as I like go downstairs and I clean. Um, it's a productive, like relaxing thing, but I love just like organizing and cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's definitely relaxing for me too. You know what? I could, I could agree with that because I like to wake up to a clean house. Yeah. I just think about like, it's like a weight off your shoulders. You yeah. Yeah. So wait till little man starts, you know, like my kids are grown, as you know. So when they, when they're here, it's, you could go to sleep with the kitchen clean, but you could wake up and it's a whole, whole other story. I so, <laughs> but it is, it is relaxing to have that. And I so agree, you know, with that opportunity. So you got cleaning, you got Grey's Anatomy, you like to walk <laughs> down, take walks by the beach. <laughs> That's funny. But we have to mention you're a wife. Yes. So I'm sure you have date night. We and, do. And do you recommend date night for the married folks out there? A hundred percent. I mean, you got to keep the spark alive. I mean, granted, we've only been married for like a year and uh, two years. No, wait. Uh-huh. When did we get married? No, we only been married for like a year and a half. It feels like a lifetime. But, <laughs> but you've known him a long, a long time. Yeah, it definitely feels like a long time. Because um, like we got married and I got pregnant three months later. So I feel like we've been together for like a million years when we've only been together for we've been married for a year and a half. But for me, I think it's very important to just, you know, have that alone time with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few date nights coming up. It's definitely harder with a baby, but luckily I have my sister who lives in the same city as me. So she can come, you know, watch him. Um, That's helpful. But yeah, you got to keep, you got to keep the spark alive. We love just, but we love chilling too. Like as much as we love, I mean, it's harder with quarantine, but our favorite thing is like going to the movies. Like, I know a lot of people don't like going yeah. to the movies anymore. You can rent them at home. But we love the, like, actually going to the theater, buying the popcorn, all that jazz. We love that. Yeah. I'm so for that because I love the, I'll go by myself. You know, Mel, I my husband goes by himself, too. He can't, one of those people. Mel likes that. But I, yeah. I, just, I think it's kind of, other than it's a little weird when I start laughing because I have no one to turn to. Like, going, that is so funny. I just laugh and look weird. But I don't What's mind. your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> When's your birthday? December 7th. Oh, we're so close. I'm November 29th. You know, Joelle is December 10th. Oh, no way. Yeah. So we're, yeah, that's why you're cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, you and your daughter, uh, do you guys uh, bump heads being both Sagittariuses? Um, we know we can read each other. We know how we are. No, no, we're good. We don't bump heads in a way like we don't get along. We bump heads as mother and daughter. But yeah. not because of we're we're so much alike. Our lives are almost alike, like the jobs we've had, uh-huh. the situations we've dealt with, and she, yeah, it's like me. Oh, I, you I know, can't have a daughter. I want I want our daughter to be my mini me so bad. Oh yeah, you know what? I got you. Got to keep having me. I got two mini me's. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I want three total. So two you're more. gonna love it. And when you see your, there's some things you like. Don't be like mom and that. But then there's the things that you go like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so cool that they picked up those those traits are just you know to have a little a uh, little girl to go and hang out with. I love my boys. Yeah. But uh, nail appointments and like, you know, all that stuff. Yes. My sex talks with my girls are hilarious. I mean, they're straight. I'm like, you're a butterfly and don't let anyone catch you. And so that See, dude, like, I want to be like that with my daughters, like have really open dialogue. I mean, my, me and my mom don't really talk about that stuff. So I'm yeah. like excited to have that with like my daughter. We can be like 
really close. But I don't want us to be too close to the point where they don't respect me. Like it needs to be like a good. Yeah, balance. You know, a good balance. And I think that's what we, you know, I think, I I don't think, I know. I That was my thing because my mom was probably more like your mom. It was mm-hmm. just very, I'm your mom. That was it. I'm not your yeah. friend. She would even say that. I'm not your friend. I'm like, okay, dang. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> with my kids, it was important that I wanted them to talk to me. And uh-huh. how are they going to talk to me if they can't relate to me? And yeah. not that I tell them my business business, but they know who I am. They yeah. know that, um, oh, yeah, I've dealt with that. You know, if something comes up, oh, I remember that, you know, or things have happened in my life that I now I openly will share with them as they're older so they can see where I'm coming from in our conversations. And so they trust me with their stories because I've trusted them with my yeah, stories. Like yeah. So it, it's, it's good. I, I sometimes, you know, you, you gotta, they gotta remember your, their mom, I'm their mom, but they always remember. I think that's the respect is always there Nas. And I think as yeah. long as they know you love them and you're looking, you're their support and their ally and you're their advocate, you'll always have that respect. Yeah. So, I feel um, like every girl though goes through that. My mom's so annoying phase. I always tell my mom, it oh, wasn't until gosh, I too. really, like, I really became a mom myself. Like, I view my mom in such a different way. Like, my mom, like, she's always, she's a great mother. I love her so much. But I think it's just the way she grew up. Like, she grew up in the Middle East, very conservative. She got mm-hmm. married at 17. Like, her life was just so different, you know? Like, she mm-hmm. wasn't going to club. My mom has never been inside of a club. <gasps> you she's gotta never take had her a sip now. of alcohol. <laughs> she would hate it. She's never had a sip of alcohol, like, like her life is just so much more different than mine. Like dating wasn't a thing, but it's like now that I became a mother, like I see, like, it's just, I view her in such a different way. Like I, she's such a strong woman. Like I couldn't imagine the life that she went through and, you know, moving from the middle East to America. Like that's such a big culture shock without her family, without her sisters. Like wow. she's such a, such a strong woman. And I didn't, she, and then like when they moved to America, it's not like overseas where the woman just stays home. Like my mom, went to they opened the restaurant she was working day to night like wow my mom is such a hard worker and then she would come home and clean the house like when does she sleep like I just view her in such a different way now so you see it and then you you're almost like her in that sense I am I'm literally my mother yeah literally I'm her (laughs) yeah and that's a good thing you know sometimes I mean my mom and I it was rough for a while in the teenage years but uh, yeah, it's some beautiful things that we can pick up from our mothers or yeah. in our fathers, you know, that we take on, especially I think about you and the business mindset. So you seeing your parents, um, the work that they put in, because a lot of people do not want to work at what they want. Yeah. And you saw that. I mean, and that's, I think and how I'll you've see. made, go ahead. I mean, they just want a lot of people just want handouts like they want it ready yeah. for them and they just like can get they don't want to build something from the ground up. No, it's too much. It, they think it's too much. But yet that's the thing I always like to tell my clients. It's like it's the foundation that helps you go as high as you want to go. If you don't have a foundation, if you don't have deep roots, stuff will come at you and blow you right out of the scene. You you won't make it. So exactly. go through the process. I think you even said that it seemed like it took so long and you asked the question, when is my time? So it, it was perfect. You said when it finally came and, and it was I, the right time, it's the right time where you could handle everything that's coming your way. Mm-hmm. Right. And 100%. yeah. So it's like, 
people people really have to not try to rush the the timing because it's that it happens everything happens for a reason yeah but at the same time I feel like nowadays we like romanticize and like glamorize being a entrepreneur business owner homeowner but it really isn't for everybody and that's okay (laughs) and that's okay I feel like I feel like on Twitter I see like people always like they call it LLC Twitter. Like people uh-huh. are always trying to get people like young people, like you need to buy a house, like stop throwing your money down the drain with renting. Like it really is not for everybody. Like everybody mm-hmm. has their own timeline. Um, some people love their nine to five. They really thrive on it. And that's completely okay. You know, like you don't have to be a business owner. You don't have to put that struggle on you. Yeah. It's not for everybody. No. And and mm-hmm. don't think that being an entrepreneur is easier than exactly. working for someone either. Right. Because uh-huh. I, more responsibility is on you as the entrepreneur. Exactly. Because that check is only coming when you drop your uh, video, right? (laughs) Right. But at the same time, like, even though I am a business owner and all that stuff, um, I I still have a team. Like, I have my manager. I have um, a business accountant. Like, I have, I guess you could say, employees. I could never do it on my own, Mm -hmm. you know? So how did you handle leadership skills? Because you have to be in charge. I mean, you have to give that, you know, they need to know what your vision is and they have to yeah. carry it out. How did you learn that? Um, I feel like it was always just instilled in me. Again, I was just taught independence from a really young age. Mm-hmm. And I think it just came naturally to me, honestly. I feel like I always just was naturally a leader. Like even in elementary school, if we were doing a group project, I'd instantly like, take the wheel and I will like schedule. I'm a very aggressive planner. I mean, you can ask Justice and Kayla and stuff like that, but <laughs> if they say like, let's go on a trip, like I don't take that lightly. Like the next day we'll have a list of Airbnbs and dates and an itinerary. It. Literally for my honeymoon, I had an itinerary down to like the minute. It's my wow. Virgo. That's not very Sagittarius of me, but I'm a Virgo rising. So that's wow. very, it's very Virgo of me. But Yeah, because I don't think I'm that. I, I can go there. I can go there now but you got it you, yeah. do you know your moon and rising signs uh, no you have to look into that because that'll explain a lot There's because a lot of- i had i have sagittarius traits but mm-hmm. i'm like me being the like type a person i am is not sagittarius at all and then when i found out i had virgo in my chart i'm like okay makes sense. it and all I, makes sense i do have some type a because i do, with my kids and scheduling and keeping them in track and being able to go to, to as school a yeah um, and I think, even, yeah, I think it, as a mom, I picked up some things more than probably I like, I do, I love like sp- spur of the moment, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're about to go out of town like today. Yeah, let's go. You know, now <laughs> I still take, yeah, I still take care of business, but I'm going <laughs> out of town, you know, we're still, yeah. so I kind of like that. Do not lock me in. If you give me a too much rules, I'm not happy. I mm-hmm. no, just act, just don't tell me it's a rule just yeah. <laughs> you know those... want to do it what did you say it makes us want to do it more knowing yeah. that we're not allowed to yeah <laughs> okay that's me too and and let me find out things on my own like yeah I listen to you but let me try it yeah I think uh-huh. that my daughter has a lot of that <laughs> uh, you know I want to touch back on um you said comparison is the thief of joy and that is so key so mm-hmm. as we wind this down is there any more like drops of gold nugget drops of wisdom that you can share with the li- <laughs> listeners? You said another one with the lion. 
You think it says a leap, a sleeping lion doesn't worry about? Anyway, I was trying to help it, but I, 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 can't, I have to ask my sister. Like, I have it in my head. I just can't say it. I don't know what it is. Like, and then there's also another one, like okay. a, what is it? Like a eagle doesn't pick from the same thing as a crow. I don't know. Like, it's mm. something along those lines. There's all these little fortune cookie sayings <laughs> that I just can't think of right now. <laughs> But... Well, what other what other wisdom can you drop to the listeners what before we close wisdom? in your life what you've learned anything that could help somebody just just treat every day like a new day don't dwell on the past because i'm a dweller i can really dwell and just feel bad for myself and i think my husband really opened my eyes because he's always like i'm giving you one day to mope you have one day to be sad, one day to mope. And then after that, I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> and I feel like that is what I really instilled is I'm giving myself like a day to be upset, but like you just got to keep moving. Like yeah. life is still going on. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. In planning it, planning your moping or planning your sadness or whatever I know. is happening <laughs> is key because right. is, you can go all out, you know? Well, I got 24 hours. Here I go. I'm about to get right. Like I can cookies. cry, <laughs> yes. and complain, you and, know. And then, you know, you got it out. And then, you know, the next day it's like, well, I, I got it all out yesterday. I yeah. can keep going. Gosh, this mm-hmm. is great, Nas. Thank you for your time. Thank where, you. Where could people follow you or, or reach out? Well, follow you. We'll say it that way. Where can they find you? So my YouTube channel is just my name, Nazanin Kavari. Um, and then my, my social handles are all the same across the board. Just Nazanin Kavari. If you type in NAZ, I'll probably come up. Okay. But yeah. And and I'll put that in the show notes listeners. If you want to reach out and follow her and click subscribe, that'd be great. Help her get to a hundred million followers and, (laughs) (laughs) and go get these brushes, these brushes, um, great price uh get on that list and order some and she also has a youtube tutorial of how to use her brushes so check that out um Nas, the business owner the mom the beauty and lifestyle influencer the wife the the beautiful kind sweet thoughtful on Aww, point Nas. Thank you. So much. <laughs> thank you. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No lie. No lie. So thank you so much for your time and listeners. Hit Nas up and let her know you enjoyed this. Um, okay. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Nas. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.